I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I am Greg Cott. My co-host is Jim DeRigatis. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcasts, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Michael Morowitz is. Thanks for your support, Michael. And as you know, uh, Jim and I have plenty of music that we like to discuss on the show. We need to carve out some extra time to get all the music that we love into your ears. And uh, this week, it's your turn, Jim. Can you give us a little hint on where you're going to go with your Desert Island Jukebox pick? Well, Greg, you know, both of us try to avoid stereotyping ourselves. And so as a result, I think sometimes our very favorite bands of all time actually wind up getting short shrift when they have an interesting new release. So so I'll let readers wonder for a second or two. Is he going to talk about Brian Eno, Wire, The Velvet Underground? Where's he going? Mm-hmm. Where is he going? I have no idea. You don't sound that excited, <laughs> my friend. This is going to be worth your time. Trust me. I can't wait to hear that. We're going to be back in a minute with Jim's pick. We are back. Jim, what are you going to add to the Desert Island Jukebox today? It's Wire. I'm going to talk about Wire. Okay. Okay? okay. All right. You know, look, I've, I've talked about Wire in the past. Three perfect albums, 1977 to 1980. Pink Flag, Chairs Missing, 154. I don't think there's ever been an arc of artistic growth so dramatic in such a short time. Each of those albums, very, very different from the other. Each of them brilliant and timeless, says me, because I'm the Wire super fan. Well, I, you know, you're, and it's not just hype. You're right. It's those not just fantastic me. It's records. not just me. You know, but sometimes we try to avoid our, our like, go-tos all the time. Well, there is a new release that is actually an old release that makes Wire worth talking about right now. Not About to Die was a really sketchy bootleg that I uh, first bought in the early 80s on vinyl, you know, for like 30 bucks at the time, that had a bunch of demos and alternate versions of songs that Wire recorded between the second and third albums, Chairs Missing and 154. So I think one of the enduring joys of loving this band is that arc of dramatic growth. The punk rock minimalist classic Pink Flag yields to the band that the English press dubbed them uh, the Punk Floyd, (laughs) Chairs Missing. And then a hugely influential new wave album heavy on the synths. Uh, You know, David Bowie was inspired, all the synth bands of the early 80s with 154. How did they get there? How did they get this growth over three short albums? And I think Not About to Die fills in the blanks. We have embryonic demo versions of some of the songs that would wind up on albums two and three. French film, Blurred, Used to, uh, Once is Enough, On Returning. And they're so radically different. You get a real sense that this band was creating all the time, reinventing itself all the time, and growing all the time. And the studio snapshots, uh, brilliantly produced by Mike Thorne, just happened to be where they were that day. Recorded six months later, it could have been completely different. So half of the 18 songs on this album are those embryonic classics that really qualify as different songs. And the other half 
are songs that were so great, you can't believe they didn't make the albums. I want to play one of the songs that didn't make an official release, and I was having a hard time choosing which one. I think Culture Vultures is amazing. You know, it, it very snarky wire always was <laughs> about the idea of hipness and hipsters and being named, you know, the thing of the moment. But the song I'm going to play is Stepping Off Too Quick, parens, Not About to Die. One of the weird things about Wire was that Graham Lewis, the bassist, always wrote the lyrics, and Colin Newman, the guitarist and the melodic uh, force of Wire, sang them. So there was always a distance between what Colin was singing and the lyrics, as if he was trying to fathom what they were about at the same time we were. And Graham is an existential, elliptical <laughs> beat poet. Stepping off too quick, not about to die. Stepping off too quick, it's just the facts weigh me down. As always, I think Mr. Lewis was wondering, what is my place on Earth? Their place on Earth... The reason I think they decided to release this now is to illustrate how they've always been about moving forward. Apparently, cassette copies of these demos circulated at EMI. An unethical record company person eventually put it out as a bootleg, mm -hmm. right? Wire never intended for these songs to come out, but they deserve to be heard. And it's not just the academic, like, how did they get their thing? It's also, like I said, these other songs are so brilliant. In fact, Colin, in his cheeky way, says that he believes this song, Not About to Die, has the best intro of any song ever. And it's hard to disagree with him because the intro takes up a third of the song or more. <laughs> and it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And then they tell us we're not about to die. Boom. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Wire. <laughs> Thank you. One of my favorite bands ever. Wire, it's the uh, track that gives this what I would say is like, you know, the third and a half brilliant album of that golden period gives it its name. Stepping off too quick, Perenne's not about to die. It's going to make your day when you hear it. Stepping off too quick, not about to die. Half of the titles in parens, the other half isn't, but it's all it's all wire. By the time you say it, the song is over. <laughs> well, all those songs are very terse, right? And no it, fat. And you must have been reading my mind because this morning I was actually listening to some wire. I was listening to Strange. Ah. And I got there uh, because I stumbled across R.E.M.'s cover of the song. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I realized, wait a minute, they completely reinvented the song they tried to rem they shortened it actually which is hard to do hard with to wire, do with a wire song, but yeah. that's one of the longer slower wire songs it and, is and rem sped it up and they did a great version of it but then i was reading like why did they do that and stipe was saying I, he was just so cowed by covering like, wire yeah, i yeah. had to get through the song and i i spit it out and i didn't yeah. want to hear it again because i thought it was terrible <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? great well you know, you know i know a thing or ten about covering wire and uh, that was one of the tunes i sang yeah. there's something strange going on tonight there's something strange that isn't quite right it sounds like a hostage situation right i mean it sounds like the the narrator is being held hostage as far as i can tell you but know no really, pink flag right? is such a deep album that it took me 15 or 20 years even after playing it in a band that opened for wire to realize how much of that album is journalistic 
Yeah. I mean, it opens with the track Reuters, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a journalist cowering in a foxhole in the middle of a battle. And then there's Field Day for the Sundays, which makes fun of tabloid press. And, uh, you know, there's so much of that. Of course it appeals to me. Yeah. Yeah. Reuters is one of those songs that, you know, what always made me puff out my chest. He's writing writing a song about us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that is it for this bonus episode. A lot of fun there, Mr. Dear Goddess. To support Sound Opinions, become a member on Patreon and connect with other listeners on our Facebook group. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. Thanks, as always, for listening.